Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Neil, I don't, because oil's at 82 bucks. It's obviously the president's policy haven't, hasn't made oil go down. Oil's much higher than it was under the Trump administration. The, well, uh, because they, 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 because the supply and the demand equation has changed. So I'm just wondering if we're producing less and relying on that less production now coming from other parts of the world, didn't we kind of make this, create this problem? No, the mistake was a few years ago, oil companies decided not to produce more. That's what would have been required. And we ought to have uh, invested in electric vehicles and solar and wind. So Stop. The rise in oil prices isn't because we don't have more electric vehicles. That's Representative Ro Kahana, Democrat, a progressive. Is he out of his head? Talking to Neil Cavuto on Fox News. We didn't have them pumping more oil when we had the chance. We have the chance to be completely and totally energy independent. We don't take this chance either. What an odd commentary from Ro Kahana, Representative Kahana. We don't have enough electric vehicles. Now, maybe you say Tony, because that's me, Tony, Tony Katz. Great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That's the number. 833-GOT-TONY. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Maybe you heard him wrong, Tony. Maybe if you just listen to the conversation, you realize that you heard him wrong and you're making a terrible mistake. Oh, that we didn't have the demand at the level it is, and we had more price stability. We're not in that situation for four years. Well, we, we didn't had make record any fracking going on, record shale activity going on. I mean, the bottom line is that came to an abrupt, abrupt reversal. I'm not trying to cast political aspersions. I guess what I'm asking no, no, no. is what, what you make, Congressman, of what the president can do right now. He seems to be relying on, on the hope that maybe, maybe things stabilize in time. Um, maybe he can get the supply chain thing under control and, and this will go away. Uh, are you in that camp that this just eases as, as time goes on? No, I'm off the camp that we've got to take aggressive action. I think you ought to tap the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. I think we ought to tell OPEC to, to, that we need the supply now. We give the Saudis plenty of money and arms. I think we ought to look for other energy sources. Uh, and we ought to be investing heavily in renewable energy and electric vehicles. So we. Nope, I heard it right. Tony Katz, I already said hello, Tony Katz today. Uh, 833 got Tony. That's the number. Investing in electric vehicles is not going to solve any problems. We should be looking for alternative energy sources? Fine. What do you do about the trucks today? Everything that Representative Kahana is explaining here, discussing here, describing here, involves the future. A very expensive future that doesn't necessarily work because they have not in any way uh, perfected these levels of technology nor supply. I have nothing against electric cars. I have some serious questions about how you're going to be able to power them so far into the future if you have more and more energy issues. If you don't allow the ability to create energy here in the U.S. and you're now going to say OPEC has to produce more, well, then OPEC is like, well, we'll produce more at a cost. And that's why you see oil that has hit over $80 a barrel. And that's why you will see more of it in the future. It is as if they don't understand that their desire, their, their, the, 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 the concept that gets discussed in the faculty lounge may actually be one of interest. 
But it can't be done now. You have to get there. What they do is they say, we have this great idea. And then the market says, yeah, we can't do that yet. And they go, huh, is that right? You're not smart enough to work on my ideas? Well, no, there's nothing wrong with your idea, but we, we've got a technological hurdle or two or three in order to get there. Well, we'll, we'll fix that with, with a mandate, shan't we? We will fix it with a mandate. Oh, Tommy, Tommy, put a mandate on them here, and then we'll get it all together. I don't know who Tommy is, but in, 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 in my world, there's a guy named Tommy who's in charge of the mandates. I don't, I don't know. In this world, not in my world, it's this world from the people in the faculty lounge. And then Tommy puts uh, out, out the mandate. I gotcha. Here's a mandate. Oh, all the problems are solved, but it doesn't solve any problems now, does it? It's a difference between living in the world inside the uh, the faculty lounge and living in the real world. And Rokahana is not in the real world here. Not in the real world here. Also not in the real world is Kamala Harris. Now, I'm going to share with you some insane audio. And it is a day of insane audio. Like this CNN analyst who wants you to know that in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, you see, he's just lucky, that Kyle Rittenhouse. He's just lucky because uh, because what you got here is a lot of sympathetic media. Laura, do you agree? Would you have put him on the stand? If I was defense, I would have put him on the stand because, of course, remember the publicity surrounding this trial, there was a lot of a sympathetic media towards him. People who thought about him as essentially a bit of a martyr from this inflection point on racial tension in America. The idea of the amount of sort of GoFundMe-esque aides that came to his assistance. That's Laura Coates, and she doesn't know what she's talking about because she doesn't step into the real world. There's nothing racial about this case. The judge, Bruce Schroeder, is white. The prosecutor is white. The defense attorneys are white. Uh, the suspect in the case, Kyle Rittenhouse, is white. The three so-called victims who all attacked him are white. The only thing racial here is that a black man was shot by the police for not listening to the police. That's Jacob Blake. And to, and to respond to that, a riot took place in Kenosha. Now, that was racial, but she won't address that. So what sympathetic media is she talking about? This goes to the larger idea that things have to be racial. They have to be racial in America. They can't survive if race is not the front and center subject. They are desperate to prove that America is a bigoted place. Without it, they have nothing. And they certainly can't be shown to be wrong because then what is their actual identity? How do they actually exist? There's a story over at 538 blog. This, 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 this is true. This is a true story. It's, it's there. I cannot make this up. Cannot do it. Why white voters with racist views often still support black Republicans. Please clap. Uh, you want me to read it again? I'll, I'll, I'll read it again. Why white voters with racist views often still support black Republicans. You're going to have to repeat that for me. I already did, Mr. Mueller, but I'll do it again. I'm happy to do it again. Why white voters with racist views still support black Republicans. Hard no. I... I, I know what you were expecting, guys. 
It was too easy. It was too easy. I had to go another way. They're taking a look at the election in Virginia and the election of Glenn Youngkin as governor and of Winsome Sears as lieutenant governor. Well, how, how, how does this happen? Well, you see, they're, they're bigots, but, you know, they're, they're a unique kind of bigot. Well, is that right? I ask you right now, is it bigotry that voted for Winsome Sears when she does this? The juvenile detention centers, 85% of those children are functionally illiterate. In the, in, in the prison population, it's 77% of them. The school-to-prison pipeline has already started. In fact, I've talked to some educators, black educators, they tell me it's winsome. It actually starts in the fourth grade. Something's got to give. Parents are asking to be given the vouchers so that they can decide where to send their children. We need charter schools. I'm knocking on doors, public housing, the moms and dads, they're not telling me they want more money for their child to go to that same school. They want choice. They want choice. And so let's give it to them. Now I ask you, are you voting for that? Because I'm voting for that. I'm voting for that policy. The fact that it's being uh, discussed by a black woman is secondary. I'm voting for that policy of school choice because school choice is better. It's always been better. And unions that don't like school choice are under the, the, the belief that they matter. And, of course, they don't matter. The, the, the student matters, and therefore the parent matters. That's, that's what's going on here. But if you have to have it as well, the people who voted for her, they're, they're racist, but they did it anyway, it's because you need this in your life. You need this to exist. You need this racial divide. I have often asked the question, how do you solve the, the, the racial divide? How do, you, how, do you, um, how do you heal the racial damage in America when the wound is so profitable? And the answer is you don't. The existence of, this, of these people, they exist without this. They have nothing. This brings us to... Kamala Harris and I know when, when it when it comes to Kamala Harris there's there's a there's a there's a lot there that that's pretty dang funny there are a lot of things that she does that it's just well it's just sad and pathetic sad and pathetic and dear Lord how is that possible <laughs> The latest comes out of France. She's visiting France. She's trying to rehabilitate herself. And she's visiting France and she's talking to scientists. And oh, she got herself a theory. I think people in politics and um, government should really take from the approach of scientists. Scientists operate with a hypothesis. I love that. A hypothesis. It's well thought out. It's well planned. They start out with a hypothesis, and then they test it out, knowing, invariably, if you're trying something for the first time, there will be glitches, there will be mistakes. Then everyone gets together. No one gets beat up about it. You analyze it, what went wrong, reevaluate, update the hypothesis, and start again. With us in government, we campaign with the plan. <laughs> uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. 
even when the first time we roll it out, there may be some glitches and it's time to read. You're talking about glitches on people's lives. That, that That's why, as opposed to something in a lab. But did anybody catch the way she's talking about the plan? The plan. Uppercase T, uppercase P. The plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. Is she engaged in some kind of French accent there while she's in Paris speaking to scientists who she had to explain the concept of the hypothesis to? They sent her there to try and rehabilitate her because her poll numbers are absolutely positively dreadful. No one thinks that she's competent or capable or able. She comes off wholly fake and totally unlikable. Remember, this is the woman who had to hire actors. Had to hire actors to talk about space. Remember, they, they hired the kids. And, uh, the great thing about space. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. And then there's other things that we just haven't figured out or discovered yet. To think about so much that's out there that we still have to learn. Like, I love that. I love that. And so I'm very excited about the Space Council. We're going to learn so much um, as we increasingly, I think, are curious and interested in the potential for the discoveries and the work we can do in space. She's sitting around with a bunch of kids. They're all actors. Everything about her is fake. Everything. But if you ask Jimmy Kimmel, late night host who embarrassingly makes more money than I do, he'll tell you it's racism and sexism. He said it on air. The reason the reason that she is so unpopular is racism and sexism. That's the only reason. It's not because she's a moron. It's not because she's unlikable. It's not because she's incredibly, massively fake. It's because of racism and sexism. Well, of course it is. How could it be about anything else? If it's about something else, you may have to admit that the country is not racist or sexist. And to do that... Well, that's that's to basically defeat your whole reason for being. Infrastructure bill, though. And if anything can get the American people fired up, it's infrastructure. So, <laughs> And Biden is alone. If Americans really aren't happy with his vice president, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has an approval rating of 28%, which is makes no sense because she basically has nothing to do. I mean, it's like <laughs> criticizing a backup quarterback. Tom Brady's okay. I don't love the way Blaine Gabbert has his legs folded on the bench. I have to be honest. Kamala's approval rating uh, of 28% is even lower than the 30% who approved of Dick Cheney in 2008 after he shot a guy in the face. I think these people are forgetting that at least 10% of, the, of those polled approved of Dick Cheney because he shot a guy in the face. I think I know why Kamala's ratings are low, besides sexism and racism, which are the obvious ones. Of course it has to be this way, which is why these people cannot be listened to and cannot be trusted. It's why on a day like Veterans Day, 
You got to question what they say about the country because they can't look at the country as good. They can't see the country as valuable. They can't see the country as important. They can't see the nation as a beacon. Why? The country has to be a racist, bigoted place that they alone can fix because if it turns out it's not a racist, bigoted place, well, then what is their purpose? Where is their power? And it's evident in everything we see how these things play out. I will tell you that uh, I, I I don't know who I, I dislike more, Kamala Harris or or um, or Jimmy Kimmel. I mean that's that's a that's a that's a push for me, you know. Uh, to Kamala Harris, all right, she did sleep her way to the top. That's that that that's true. Um, but Jimmy Kimmel blackfaced and trampolines his way to the top. I don't know. It might be a you know what. I like Kamala Harris more than Jimmy Kimmel. There, I said it. Controversial opinion. Fight me, bro. I'm Tony Katz.